0: Love Talk Radio Don't cry no more For Jesus loves you His love can move All obstacles For one sad day He died your sins and mine that we might forever forever
1: I'd like to thank all of you for coming to listen in tonight. Um, this is Rockins Road, Church of Christ, coming to you with a few sermons and lessons, and we'll be continuing this throughout a length the of time, um, so definitely join us, and I'll definitely keep you up with notifications on when this will happen, but tonight, this evening will be myself and Sister Regina, myself and Sister Monique, and we'll be discussing empire Living Through Christ, so with no further ado, we'll hop into the topic.
2: Hi, Monique. Thank you. Empowered Living Through Christ is a topic that is very um, near and dear to my heart. As I've talked to a lot of women, they've talked about times when they would feel blue, but we're going to go further than just the occasional feeling blue. It's the consistent feelings of just not being good enough, being too harsh and critical on oneself. You know, you give them a compliment and they can't take a compliment. Living in a state of just constant discouragement and not really sure why they feel that way or when it all started. Monique, have you ever felt that way?
1: I have, um, actually, fairly recently. You know, sometimes you go to those spouts, you know, because I've been a new convert for myself, so I can speak and say that. I'm still, you know, in the transition of trying to, you know, get the carnal feelings and emotions, you know, Mm -hmm. out of the way. I won't say go away completely, but, you know, learning how to deal with it spiritually versus how I used to in the past. So there's been moments where I get down on myself, you know, I'm not good enough for the world. What can I give to everyone? What can I, you know, how can I feel productive? So I go through those emotions frequently, you know, and I try to subside them by, you know, either studying or reaching out to one of my sisters and brothers now. So I have another option versus what I used to do, you know, in the past to try to cope.
2: Right, because a lot now, how of times... Have you ever we had did. that in the past? Or? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes, I have. And I'm sorry. And <laughs> one of the... No, that's fine. One of the um, aspects of it is that, you know, you can look at another person and say, oh, they really have it all together. But inside, right. if they don't feel like they are um, where they need to be, where they should be, then it gets into a state of low self-esteem, it's really, which is the inability to feel good about oneself. And you kind of feel inadequate, worthless, um, and lacking. And though you'll seem happy and healthy on the outside, the inferior feelings inside and dealing with a lot of self-doubt will really cause you to make some wrong decisions, like you said. And so some of the things that we will do to soothe ourselves are actually self destructive things. And so we have Very to really do you know, that.
1: We do. And like you said, people, we, you know, for example, I look really, um, people that see me now, are like, Why wow, you look so happy. Like your life is changing. You're in the Lord now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the pictures and everything. Everybody said, like, He looks beautiful. He looks great. And they're flourishing and growing. But what they don't know sometimes on the inside, I'm still dealing with a lot of turmoil, you know, a lot of anger holding on to some bitterness, you know. And oh, I want to yeah. let people know, you know, yes. I'm growing with them a little spiritually, but, you know, I still deal with some things on the carnal Mm end of things of life, and I don't want people to assume that, you know, I'm walking this easy-peasy life, because I'm not, you know, I'm still having challenges, but just with a different mindset about everything.
2: Right. And, you know, you bring up a very good point because sometimes people can seem quiet or shy, Mm -hmm. and it'll be interpreted outwardly as one thing. But really, there could be withdrawal and anger driving that inability to to open up. And so sometimes the relationships are or the true feelings are are really superficial. You're not really getting to the core of that person. And it's hard to have. You know, a, a a robust or a real relationship with that person. Um, Luke ten twenty seven tells us, you know, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, with all of your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. But the question is, how do we truly learn to love others if we can't learn to love ourselves?
1: You know. Very true. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Because, you know, how can we fully, you know, and that comes in with love, not just love, but also trusting other people to come into your life and, you know, let them right. be there. You know, if I have trouble making friends, as far as the people might look at me, you don't have trouble. You have, you're very easygoing, you can talk, you know, and vibe really well with people. Mm-hmm. But I know for myself, sometimes I avoid friendships or avoid starting mm-hmm. things anew with people because sometimes I feel like I right. can't fully be myself. And that's because of the insecurities right. that I have about myself. It has nothing to do with what they may think about me and that shouldn't be the matter of, right. the top, you know. And I need to learn how to love and myself that, for
2: who I am. Yeah. But what you said was just so key. I may treat people that way because of how I feel about myself. It'll have nothing to do with what the other individual Mm-mm. has done. It, it's solely focused on how I'm feeling inside. And if my insides are not well-ordered and they aren't working in a healthy way, if, if there's dysfunctional thinking going on, then what comes out mm-hmm. outwardly will reflect that as well. And so
0: exactly. when,
2: you know, we, when we're approached by people just for friendship, just for, you know, even in the grocery store, smiling – and we go to, you know, critical, I don't know why they're smiling at me. You know, I'm looking all crazy. Why are they doing that? And, you know, we our minds can take us in places we don't even need to be. But the core issue right. is with us. And so we will decide that we know what their intention is even before they say a full sentence to us. You know?
1: Exactly. You're totally right. You hit the no right on the head. Because so I think to myself, like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, it happens. And so the, the the question is, is that empowered living? No.
1: It is not. Your, it's like you're living in a jail. Not at all.
2: Right. Right. Oh, you're living in a jail. There is a bondage because you become a bondage to that type of, of dysfunctional thinking. And, and there are so many exactly. places that that thinking comes from. Unfortunately, sometimes it comes from well-meaning people in our lives that you know say things to us when we're little girls, and we take those messages and internalize them. And you know, you're still hearing that thing 25 years later. You know,
1: in your head and repeating like a a broken tape or broken record, it just keeps continuously going. And I'm like, how can I get rid of those words? You know, I just keep thinking. That's one that you kind of how can I replace these words? You know, I've been doing little by little, but it's still sometimes things back up once I let anything seep in, you right. know, that one little small thought, and then it explodes and tumbles into everything. And it's like I need to learn this to try to keep it out, put it out, and keep it out, you know?
2: Right. And so and we're going to talk about myself more
1: positive.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And so we're going to talk about that script that plays in our minds. We talked about how people can Seem fine on the outside, but internally they're really in turmoil, and they're they're fighting. They have this internal war that they're fighting, and because of their thoughts that are um, really not serving them well in that moment. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I think the the goal is to move from a low self-esteem to a healthy self-esteem, which is a sense of self-respect, a feeling of self-worth. The ability to love yourself, and, and most importantly, to give and accept love from others, to have self-confidence, oh, your abilities and talents, whatever they may be, but to give and accept love from others, because even even, even your role as a new convert in our congregation, you have opened up right. a whole world to us into in, the social media, right, because we're even doing this program right now, and those are talents that... You've brought and you've opened yourself up and are allowing our congregation to grow and thrive because of that. Had you said no or had you not offered it, where would we be, you know?
0: And did you and then think also that your not.
2: talents were that? Oh, go ahead.
1: Absolutely not. I, think, I didn't think I had nothing, nothing to <laughs> offer, like completely nothing to offer. And when I tell people that becoming a new convert, people, anyone who's known me in my past, no, I no, mm-hmm. I don't reach out. I don't leave the house. For, if I don't have to leave the house or go socialize with people, I don't. And coming to you all and welcoming like a family has been a big deal for mm-hmm. me because I'm starting to learn what, you know, learn God's love, first of all, for, for mm-hmm. and foremost. And then also learning how God's people really love people who really, truly, genuinely care for you and love you. And that's been keeping me right. going, keeping me coming out. I get so pumped up coming to studies on Wednesdays and then going to service on Sundays in the morning and evening. That's mm-hmm. been a big shift for me. People don't understand how much that has done for my confidence to be able to come out and feel welcomed and feel mm-hmm. comfortable and also take in and take the word and get some encouragement when I leave out of there and feeling really pumped. So, not only, you mm-hmm. know, me opening my services to y'all and my talents and skills to be able to utilize for the glorification of God, but also what y'all have given to me, you know, as a person to help me guide me and mold me. So, I think I'm in the right place to be. <laughs>
0: Sure. Well, that was
2: wonderful. I think you are too. Well, but you said something very key because it, it, the healthier view of ourselves that leads to empowered living and what you've talked about really starts with building a relationship with God. A one on one relationship yeah. is the path to a healthy self-eam and, and a healthier just mental existence, which starts by having a relationship, you know, heeding the gospel call, putting them on through baptism. Um, Psalms 19. 7 says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, meaning it can literally change our state in life, our attitude, and our outlook. And that's what I'm hearing you talk about. Would you agree?
1: I totally agree because, you know, like I said, for me, I'm a person who doesn't like to reach out, ask anyone for anything, um, accept anything from anybody, and it's definitely love. You know, getting in love with somebody, I'm always suspicious. Like, why are you caring for me? Why are you loving me, you know? So I'm working my way mm-hmm. out of that situation mm-hmm. because I'm, you know, it's opened me up. God has really just said, you know what, go forth with this. You wanted me to be there for you. You wanted to learn. Here I am. Build with me. And it's been a big change for me, you know, emotionally because, you know, used my past right. emotions, I would look for worldly things to cling on to, to cope with, you know, daily life. But, you know, I'm here with the same scenario now of different things that may happen because like I can tell people my situation has not changed. It's my mindset. Mm-hmm. And I don't um, right. go crazy over things like that. The small things, I don't sweat it. The big things, I don't sweat it. Um. Right. I lay it at his feet, and that's my home. My whole new outlook is laying it at his feet and leaving it alone. hmm mm-hmm. Let it be his will.
2: One of one of the key um, things I hear you talking about, and that I've experienced in my life, is what Romans twelve two talks about, which is having a transformed mindset, which allows us to understand yes. God's purpose for us. We have to really allow His Word to come in and pray on it and meditate in order to understand how my mindset can be transformed. We've talked about that script that was playing that reinforces the negative. And when we have negative messages in our mind, we will look for, mm-hmm. oftentimes we'll look for things outside of us that reinforce that negative. And so it may, exactly. it may not even be a real situation, but it'll be our perception that that is reinforcing that negative place having a transformed mindset through a relationship with God is the key to empowered living. It is, it is, I said it before about prayer. It's about yes. a study of God's word. We talk about, we focus on memorizing his His word a lot. Exactly. So how, how, how is that changing for you? Because I don't think you were memorizing scriptures before you became a Christian.
1: <laughs> I did not. And one thing I want to tell people before I was converted in January, January 17th, oh, yeah. I've never read the Bible I don't think I've ever remembered from the Bible was Psalm twenty three and I couldn't that. tell you a, a sentence. I couldn't tell you a sentence from out of it. No, I've never touched the Bible. Now I, sometimes in the past I will leave my Bible sitting open on Psalm twenty three or Psalm ninety one, but I've never read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I don't know from the beginning to the end. I know we were studying one thing and um, our brother Johnson, our minister, he was like, Um, so do you want to know about Noah's Ark? I was the guy with the boat, okay, and I was really being okay. serious. I wasn't, right. you know. So everyone looked at me like, that's yeah, all you yeah. know? I'm, that's that's all I knew. And they didn't expect you to know anything. And that's one thing I was so happy and welcome because you don't have to, yeah. I'm telling everyone, you don't have to go to church knowing the Bible to and fro. And I've learned right. so much from January to now about the Bible. Like uh, when I talk to my friends or family, like, wow, you're well versed. You know what's going on, you know, because I'm connected with it now. I apply, mm-hmm. I'm applying things to my life because in the past I've never. I was, it wasn't able to connect the two to apply it to my daily life now, currently. So that's now I'm picking up everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal for me, cause, and especially reading. I'll be honest right now. Last time I read a book, it's been years. I will be honest with you. Okay. I mean, I read the news okay. online or newspaper. I don't open a book. Mm-hmm. But recently, mm-hmm. like I said, since January, studying, that's been my comfort. Before I go to bed, I study. I sit two hours aside for myself, yeah. and I study. And that's been my comfort Amazing. before I go to bed, you know. So anxiety trips—I don't have trips mm-hmm. on Anxiety is is rare to none for me now. I found a new comfort. So yeah, that's something I want to open and share about that. <laughs> I I don't, you know, reading this book is—I'm surprised uh-huh. myself. That's my I forget the book to read it. I'm like, I really have the Bible open and I'm really understanding it, you know. I stop, shocked myself. Right. But you know, right. it's, through, it's through His will, you know. And I think it's divine time that I'm able to even do this and comprehend and apply it, you know?
2: hmm And that's so encouraging. John 17 and 17 talks about um, the word, God's word is the standard. It, it, it is the truth. It doesn't change. Yes. Its message hasn't changed through all these years. It still applies. And so you talked about anxiety, and that is another common um, experience or emotion that, that plagues a lot of us, just being anxious oh, yes. for Nothing. And so scripture, Philippians 4, it will say be anxious for nothing, right? Don't be anxious because it tells exactly. you exactly what to do if you're feeling that anxiety. is take your request, supplications to God, and the peace that passes all understanding will guide you. And then it starts to tell you what you should think about Philippians 4, eight things that are noble, good report, which is why I love it. Like praiseworthy, it tells you exactly what to do. One thing that exactly I hear is that we have to accept, well, one thing that I know is that we have to accept God's truth about who we are. We talk about that negative script that's running. And so the question is how to live an empowered life is to understand who he made us to be. So in Psalms 139, we understand that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I am not an accident. I am not somebody's accident. I am not happenstance. He purposed me to live in this life, and he has a purpose for me. How liberating is that? I mean, does the world tell you that? <laughs> no,
1: the world does not, <laughs> not even like show sure you what that. You know, no, not, not nowhere near. And me learning that, it gave me a whole new, it gave me a whole new feel, a whole new outlook. Because I'm like, one thing I was told uh, was that, you know, if you didn't have a purpose, you wouldn't be here. Your time is up. You're gone. Right. You know, you're you, you've done. You, you served your time. You've done what you've done. And me having a purpose, because mm-hmm. definitely with the conditions that I have that I live with daily and the trials that I have, I think That's to myself, right. I'm like, he's keeping me for a reason. There's a reason, you know, right. and, and I'm finally coming to understand, I'll let him give me that reason and guide me through that reason and what my purpose is, sure to do, to serve. And I'm letting right. him guide me versus me trying to take control and saying, well, I want to do this, you know, me, 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 you know, I'm letting it be his will, let him guide me. I'm here for a reason, apparently. So I'm right. going to walk the path. And And where's the room,
2: right, where's the room for anxiety or for uncertainty in that in Genesis 126, we know that we are made in God's image. That is the best possible mode that that exists, the best mode possible. We were made in his image. He's not an anxious God. He is not. And so he didn't create anxiety for us because it actually limits our ability to move forward in life. It keeps us in a very, um, like you said, imprisoned kind of place, a place of bondage. Bondage. So. It is. um, Oh, go ahead.
0: I'm sorry.
1: you 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 become a slave to it. Um, like we were learning, um yeah, you know, our our Sunday, our past Sunday subject with slavery to um bitterness. You become a slave to those things, a slave to your anxiety, right. a slave to your anger, a slave to your bitterness. You build that prison. Sometimes it's not the outside circumstances, sometimes it's what's in your mind. You're holding yourself back. <laughs> you're holding yourself prisoner. Right. So it's not always the outside, right. you know, like I said, situations or circumstances is sometimes us. And we're not allowing right. him to come in and, you know, work it out.
2: So when he's telling us, you know, I made you in this mold, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, I made you in an awesome way, he also begins to guide us in how we should, you know, live our lives day to day. And so Ephesians 4.29 provides a whole passage that's been challenging and helpful for me where it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful in building up. And so when, when I read that, how can I be so critical of myself? How can I continue to say I can't do it just because I can't do it, but for no good reason, just because I'm anxious, I'm scared, I'm living fearfully, I'm letting anxiety yes. rule my life. When we start to apply those very real truths, there's no room for that. He also tells us, you know, deal with that bitterness, that rage, that anger, any kind of malice, or replace it with being kind and compassionate and forgive others. That's a mouthful <laughs> to deal with all of this, wouldn't you say? <laughs> it is. And I
1: would say, you know, forgiving others and also forgive yourself. Christ has forgived you. Forgive yourself right. and forgive others, you know? And that's a big thing, you know, mm-hmm. I'm working on forgiving myself, you know? You have mm-hmm. to forgive yourself and forgive others. You know, He's forgiving you, He's giving you right. the opportunity. Why not give it to yourself or others? Why keep carrying that, you know, on your shoulders and that weight? You know, you don't need it. There's no room for it. You can't carry it. <laughs> it's not meant for you to right. carry Right, and, you know,
2: in the, in the future we can spend more time talking about a lot of these topics, individual anxiety, bitterness, rage, and what the scripture says about that, because to be willing to do the work to get underneath yes. where the bitterness is coming from, where is my envy coming from, where is this constant anger coming from, How can I turn around and be kind and compassionate when I feel so bad about myself and the world around me? I want to, but I don't know how to. And so I think we can absolutely spend more time talking about how to really do that. There is a way. It starts with, as you said, prayer and meditation and just study of the word and being very uh, purposeful and planful about making sure that you do that. So,
1: and second, also um, surrounding yourself with sisters and brothers, you know, really getting out there. And sometimes yeah. fellowshipping isn't, you know, a good thing. If you can't do it on your own, have someone work with you on mm-hmm. it, you know. You're, you're not alone. Right. First of all, because, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. is always there. You always have a friend in Jesus in the first place. And secondly, he gives you your sisters and brothers that you have there to be able to support you and surround right. you with that love. Even right. for a moment, you know, it'll help you get started, you know, help you get pumped up there.
0: Right.
1: To be able to, want to continue That's to study, cool. meditate. hmm
2: that's a really good and point also, because so often, yeah. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, no, you're going right ahead. <laughs> you're right there. I'm good.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, no, I'm just adding to point. Right. Go ahead. Well, I, we'll pick up your point because I think oftentimes when we're feeling that way, you talked about fellowship and and having a connection to people being important. We want to isolate. We want to go back into you know our mm-hmm. bedrooms, get back in the bed, or or sit on the couch and eat our snacks, and just stay and, and in the house and be alone. Have your alone time, a whole lot of alone time, and not answer the phone and not answer the door, and really isolate. And isolation is a tactic of Satan to get us off and so that we'll do in those negative places. Instead of connecting with those, who can help us deal with those emotions and it really te- help us to see what is really true because we can't always see it when we're in a dark spot.
1: Correct, I agree with that. I completely up, agree.
2: Did, did that pick up on your point you were going to make?
1: It does, it does, and we are if we are isolated and alone. It, he definitely tries to work on you. Believe it. You know, because the more you isolate, the more you're to yourself. You know, definitely old thoughts, the old reminiscing, so reflecting on things that. There's no need to even be able to reflect back on again. And then, of course, like I said, it snowballs into something totally different. And it it morphs, and you you shouldn't let it even get that far. And reaching out and being in fellowship really works out, you know. And I think I've been very blessed in that area because, you know, I was introduced um, through my stepmother, Mm -hmm. you know. And she brought me to Walkins Road. And having her, you know, on my side and being encouraging and having that knowledge right there has been so helpful. And he's worked through Mm -hmm. her so much to help me. I've
2: been very grateful. Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful story. It is. And it's really, it sounds like it's had a very impactful, um, it's been very impactful to your life. One of the ways that in continuing the conversation about how we move toward more empowered living is from my Christian Mm -hmm. counseling background. So I'm a Christian, certified Christian counselor. And we apply cognitive, to this, so we bring some science in conjunction with scripture to identify what's the dysfunctional thinking. Why is this tape playing in our mind? Or now I like, I guess now I should say the iPod is playing in our mind over and over and over again. And the approach calls for a lot of self of introspection of identifying what the wrong thinking is, because the wrong thinking creates a whole belief system. For us, And it's amazing how, you know, parents, family, friends, old love, the media, anyone who we allow access into our minds will implant mm-hmm. things into our minds. And some have good intentions and some don't. And it creates that script that plays continuously. So we have to identify, why did I begin to believe this about myself? Why did I become so bitter? What started this? Where did this even come from? And through several exercises, it can be identified. You then have to take those thoughts, and First Thessalonians 5.21 says, test all things, hold fast to what is good. You test that thinking mm-hmm. versus who God said you are. Did God say that I am what they said I was? No. It's not always a fun exercise because at times it makes you it takes the veil off of some relationships that you may have held very dear and puts them under the spotlight of God's word. Oh, it can yeah. be rewarding, though, and the transformation work can begin. So you as a new convert, I know there were some things that you said that you were thinking. I know in my life there have been things that I was thinking about myself that it was totally wrong. And once I put that under the light of God's word and started writing down scriptures and memorizing scriptures, that's what helped me to get that out of my mind. I had to replace that wrong thinking. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, actually, I've been doing that, and I know it's kind of weird, but I post this around the house. You know, um, with different scriptures. Oh, you know, um, one says, I have purpose, and I put the scripture that most applies to me that show I have purpose. He's told me I've had purpose, and I've used a few scriptures yes. for that. I, I am loved. I'm forgiven. You know, so I have a few posters mm-hmm. around my house that I post up, remember, remember his word, and remember who he told me I was. So that I can remember now right. I back on that because sometimes, like you say, you put people on on God's pedestal and you should have never replaced him with putting anybody. So when oh, that yeah. yell comes off That's of those good. old friendships and family relationships and things like that, you shouldn't be shocked mm-hmm. at this point. I was at first. I was, like, very, very overwhelmed with it. But now that I look back at mm-hmm. it and I examine things, you know, through his words, it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm more understanding. It makes me more understanding, put it that way, and I get rid of the bitterness by being understanding is what I've been doing. Right. For myself. Right. Yes. Right.
2: And oftentimes you have to decide that I'm going to forgive this person for having said this thing about me when I was 12 years old. Um, I don't think all the mm-hmm. time. So I'm going to forgive them because, you know, 30 years later, I have an obsession with taking lots of showers and putting on lots of perfume and putting on lots of VO and really, really going overboard with that behavior all because of something that, you know, my mother, older brother, somebody said to me that I've taken into the future, right? And so it's it's about Aww. identifying what those – that mm-hmm. thinking – no, that didn't really happen. That was an example. <laughs> but,
0: okay. but, like, oh. that's how,
2: <laughs> but that's how innocently – A a belief can be placed into a child's mind, but remember, it's a child's mind, and so it's not a mature mind, and that mind processes with what a 12-year-old might process with, not because it's something like that that had been said, you know, when you were 24 years old, your response might have been different. It would not have seeded itself in your mindset. Not at all. Respect for that person, right? A respect or a repeated message, it, it begins to create a belief system, And that's what the word of God can help you undo. It can help you to know who you really are and replace that negative thinking with the wisdom of God's word. So James 1 through 5 says if you want wisdom, you, you ask God for it and he will give it. But you have to ask believing he will in faith, not doubting, knowing that he is capable of doing all things.
1: And that's one thing, Another you know, either, when you let go control. Right.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Letting go. You I'm saying? We let go control and right. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
2: Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we'll think that we are the and our own selves, but remember we were made in His image, and so He had the mold and He had the plan for how He wanted us to do. He knew that there would be people in our lives and media and influences that might get our thinking off base to create some dysfunctional thinking. It's all about trying to bring it back to a healthy, uh, spiritually focused thought so that we can begin to handle the issues in life um, in a better way.
1: And I completely agree. And as we come to a close, everyone, I want to thank everyone for coming to listen to us. I know we have so much more to come down the road for everything, and I really hope you all got something out of today. and I appreciate my sister being on here with me to be able to discuss this topic, because it really is a deep topic, go Thank a little bit you. further than what we have put out today. You're welcome, and I'm glad you did this with me, so We're like, yeah, we can't wait to share this, you know. Like, I am um, like honored. I said, <laughs> you're welcome. And like I said, this show will be on there, so if you have any questions for us, you know, make sure you come down to Watkins Road. We're at 1614 Watkins Road. Um, we'll be glad, you know, to have you with our family welcome to us in our Sunday services. Begin um, at 10 a.m. And our study actually begins at 9 a.m. So feel free to come down. And like I said, thanks for listening to us. Y'all have a great evening. And we will talk to you another day.
0: Thanks. His love can move all obstacles. for one Saturday. He died. i mm-hmm.